0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It's a Locked On crossover edition with Locked On Northwestern and Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Carter Bird, I'm the host of Locked On Northwestern. I'm joined by Zach Zako of uh, Locked On Nittany Lions. Zach, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. I mean, Penn State's four and zero. It's it's Could really be better, good right? over here. It's, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little bit different over here in uh, Evanston from from the the Northwestern perspective. Definitely limping into this one after three straight losses. But uh, before we get into the matchup of Penn State and Northwestern, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, and LinkedIn Jobs is the official college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash/lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Well, uh, Zach, let's let's get into this matchup uh, um, a uh, l- a little bit, and let's talk about the. Uh, storylines heading in and i'll let you you kick it off with penn state what are the biggest storylines coming into this one
1: uh there's a few uh first off the backfield for penn state with the mm-hmm. dynamic duo freshman nicholas singleton and katron allen Uh, They have won Big Ten Freshman of the Week back to back to back. Uh, The first two times it was Singleton, and now it's Katron Allen's turn. Uh, It's kind of whoever is the best on on that given Saturday, Uh, and it's helped Penn State become a more balanced offense. It's taken a lot of pressure off of Sean Clifford. It's even made the offensive line look a lot better when you have two capable running backs in the backfield. And by the way, did I mention that they are only freshmen? Uh, both yeah. of them are just freshmen. So it's helped them get to number 11 in the country or number 12, if you look at the coaches poll, but number 11 in the AP top 25. Uh, they're 4-0, that convincing win against Auburn, uh, in an SEC Big Ten matchup down at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Uh, and, and I got to do a crossover, my first crossover with Zach Blackerby. So I know that one wasn't a lot of fun for him. Uh, at the end of the day but the in the Penn State team that's just really seen some changes over the offseason but they've gotten better because of it so on top of being number 11 now in the country and and being a threat out of the Big Ten East uh, the defense saw a big change going from Brent Pry to Manny Diaz a guy that was running the show calling the shots on defense for seven years Uh, goes and takes the opportunity that he's wanted for a long time, Uh, a head coaching job. It happened to be at Virginia Tech. uh, And then it's like, okay, who are you going to replace him with? Well, Manny Diaz falls into the lap of Penn State. and, And as a Penn State fan, you probably couldn't be any happier just because they forced nine takeaways now. And eight of them have come over the past two weeks, four and four against Auburn and Central Michigan. So this team is firing on all cylinders. I think they really have a shot at the Big Ten East this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Michigan are in the way, but really the way that they have things set up with Minnesota being the whiteout game at home, Ohio State's at home as well, I think Michigan's taken a step back. So for Nittany Lion fans, you really got to consider that Penn State could be in the Big Ten championship. They at least have a legitimate chance this
0: season. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, Northwestern got the season kicked off uh, first for everybody. They were the, that, that headliner game in week zero against Nebraska and Dublin, got a big win, felt like that was a big launching por- point going into the season. Uh, and then they two weeks later, coming off the bye, they, they, they faced Duke, a Duke team that they dug a huge hole uh, against the year before. And did a similar thing in that one, and that was actually when I had my first uh, Locked On crossover with J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils, uh, and we and we previewed that one. Yeah, it was a game that I felt like Northwestern just started super slow, and that's kind of been the, the M.O. for this team. In three of the four games, they have just found a way to dig themselves a hole, and they really— they show some fight. They, they they fight back in every game that they've been in. They've been competitive in every game, but it's been uh, kind of when you dig a hole like that, you eliminate any room for error. And then the uh, the other storylines, I would say that Ryan Halinski to this point in the year has been a different guy than last year. Last year he was um, shaky, and throughout his college career at South Carolina and at Northwestern, it's... There was a blip every now and then where he looked like you saw a flash of of potential, like when when his true freshman year, I believe, when he upset Georgia uh, at South Carolina. And then uh, this year, I mean, out the gate, first two weeks, by far the best football we have seen Ryan Holinsky play in his tenure at at Northwestern or in his college career in general. Then, interestingly enough, when they got around to uh, a Southern Illinois team that was getting beat pretty soundly through the air, just did not look comfortable, Uh, looked rattled that whole game. Wasn't necessarily horrendous, but was definitely not good. Threw a couple picks by throwing some kind of fastballs through some receivers' hands that got deflected for interceptions. Uh, Last week, kind of moved back in the right direction, but uh, I think he's if Northwestern can keep him comfortable and calm like they did the first two weeks, he really um, shows you what he can do. In the backfield, you've got a couple solid running backs, but the superstar, the headliner of this offense is Evan Hall. Evan Hall, through, through three games, was on a crazy pace. He was on pace for 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing, which would have been the first time anybody's ever done that in the FBS. Last week, struggled a little bit, uh, was, was held into the 60s with his, his rushing yards total. Um, and I expect them to get him more involved in the passing game, just because he's against Duke. He had 14 receptions for 213 yards and a touchdown yeah. out of the backfield, which is, I mean, that's video game numbers out of your out of your uh, your running back. He's definitely the X factor for the offense. On defense, I think it's it comes down to to can this team continue? Like they've had some games where they've stopped the run well, and then they've had some games where they haven't. Uh, when they stopped the run, it's been a lot better uh, when they played Duke when they played right. Duke, Duke kind of pushed them around up front. And I think that's gonna be key obviously with Penn State's running backs and uh, we'll talk more about that here in a second. When we can dive into the matchups. but uh, then on the back end, they they have been super banged up. They don't have a lot of depth. They have a lot of experience back there Yeah. but from game one, from the first quarter of game one, I mean, they had guys going down left and right bunch of inexperience back there and it showed uh against duke gave up a bunch of explosive plays um one of which was a crazy play where it went through one duke receivers hands they were kind of ran a double slant went through the first guy's hands perfectly into the second guy's hands for like a 60 yard pass uh but yeah they at times because of the youth and inexperience they can have um some some issues on the back end and then I mean, how does this team pick itself up off the mat after three losses that you can make an argument that they've been the better team in all three games? If it feels that way to me, a team that should be 4-0, feeling very confident going into this game, instead it's 1-3 and is very much limping into this one, I want to see how this Northwestern team bounces back. I would say those are the biggest storylines for for this one. Uh, and here in a second, we're going to go into the, the matchups. But first... Let's talk about our friends at Nugenics. You feeling out of shape? Or are you feeling like you just can't get in shape? It's not your fault. As men, uh, as men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can just make it difficult to stay in shape, be energetic, and active. Want more energy to counter the negative the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics total T testosterone booster. With testophen, will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get your, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has been validated by f- in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone, that, a- that aging process robs you, You'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will know the di- will notice the the difference too. While every product professes the quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With NuGenix Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in trials and NuGenix formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone bo- booster at GNC. Nugenics Total T can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text NOW and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in into shape fast absolutely free text college to 231231 text college to 231231 message and data rates may apply terms apply available at slash all right so let's kind of dive into the matchups here as as we look forward to this game on Saturday I'll let you start with the with the uh, the ones that stick out to you the, the 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 matchups that you think are critical in this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I will begin actually uh, praising Northwestern here, uh, and it's the offensive line that returned mm-hmm. four starters from a year ago. You have a first round pick uh, sitting at left tackle uh, because the Penn State defensive line, while it has been it's been good, but it's been underwhelming. Uh, if you listen to any of my shows uh, prior to this one that we're doing the crossover here, Carter, uh, the Penn state defensive line, just, they, they've been okay. They have a lot of assets. They have a lot of depth, but they honestly just haven't lived up to the expectations. I I've been, I I was really high on that group coming into the season, and I'm just honestly disappointed. Uh, You have – okay, they've wrecked havoc, but that's because of Manny Diaz's schemes. Nine Mm -hmm. different guys have a sack, and for a portion of the season, a cornerback led the team in sacks. It wasn't until freshman defensive end Deny Dennis Sutton got – two sacks last week and essentially garbage time. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the sacks, but you're in true passing situations, which kind of opens the door uh, for you to rack up the big time stats. And if it wasn't for that, it would still be Johnny Dixon, who's a boundary cornerback leading the team in in sacks. So if Northwestern's offensive line is able to hold steady, because Central Michigan actually picked up the blitz fairly well. Mm-hmm. If Penn State doesn't force those four takeaways, I, I, I really don't know how uh, how much wider the deficit could have been. I thought Central Michigan was, was in it pretty closely. I know Penn State's number 11 in the country. It, it, things are all great, and, and it's sunshine and rainbows over here at Penn State locked on Nittany Lions. But really, you just have to be a little concerned that Central Michigan did an excellent job picking up Manny Diaz's blitzes. Was he dialing things back or was he in saving things for big 10 play like a Northwestern uh, or like he did against Auburn? You saw that everything was vanilla until they went to Jordan Hare stadium and then everything opened up. So for Penn state, uh, if they are going to win this game the way they should, according to Vegas. And I, I don't want to remind you that it is a four touchdown uh, favorite yeah. uh, against Northwestern here on Penn state side of things, but I think that's honestly the biggest battle, in my opinion, is can Penn State break through an actually talented offensive line for Northwestern?
0: Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think that's a, that's a very big key for this game. If Northwestern wants to stay in it, they're going to have to run the ball well, and then that offensive line is going to have to give Ryan Holinsky time back there. Uh, because Nor- Northwestern's, I mean, their best player on offense is the running back. Can they get him back going after a little bit of a, his first down game of the of the year last week, where he just had 62 yards and 10 yards receiving, far below his pace that he set in the previous three games. Uh, and then for Halinski, when we've seen Halinski feel confident that his offensive line can can give him time. He's been calm. He's been collected. He's been on time and are on target, and has generally made good decisions. I mean, every now and then he'll he'll have a throw that uh, that that you would like to have back. That is probably a turnover-worthy throw. He had one late in the game last week against Miami that uh, should not have happened, and he got away with it because the, the 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 corner dropped the ball on the sidelines. Uh, but. I think that that offensive line and its ability to open up holes in the run game and then give Helinski, uh time, that's the key for, for, for the, the Northwestern offense because if they can do that, Northwestern can score. They've shown the, the ability to put up yards and put up some points, but when they, if they struggle uh, to, to give Helensky time and open up holes for Evan Hole. I think this thing could get ugly fairly quickly. On the flip side, I have serious concerns about Northwestern's ability to to stop the run because Pat Fitzgerald, um, he always preaches about they have to win the six-inch war, the, the battle in the trenches, and I feel that that, that D-line group uh, headlined by Adetamawa, Adabare, and Sean McLaughlin playing uh, on the edge – they have underwhelmed a little bit for me uh of he was he made um, i'm trying to who does the 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 freaks list for the uh athletic again I'm drawing a blank on that,
1: yeah, he, me too, but I do know what you're talking he, about he
0: made that list and it's just like for as freaky athletic as he is, I just feel like he should be getting more more production uh he should be creating more havoc kind of what you're talking about with. With Manny Diaz's defense, um, this Northwestern defense, something that jumps out, and I think teams have started to pick up on it, they are not laterally fast, especially when that DB's group got really banged up and they lacked experience back there. Um, teams would test the edge, and they would have a lot of success. They're kind of they're kind of that old-school defense that's uh, if you run right into the teeth of them, they, they can make stops. They can make plays, but if you get to the edge, um, especially on that second level with Bryce Gallagher and Xander Mueller, they just lack speed, uh, and I have yep. concerns about that because we I mean we saw what two weeks ago when when Singleton gets the edge, he can outrun everybody, and uh, yep. he, he's he's done he's done that twice. Uh, I mean th- this year already, so I have concerns about that. Then on the back end. Um how much can this this northwestern secretary or secondary that's starting to get healthy, how can they hold up against Sean Clifford, the uh I mean fifth year senior, obviously having sixth year. Sixth year. My my, yeah, he's my uh old, fault there, old
1: but... he's the old guy. No, I I mean some people call him the tenth year man. Uh and <laughs> that he's going 30. into his thirties.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 it feels like he and uh, Petrus are the two guys who've just been in college forever in the in in the Big Ten for for me. But
1: uh, yeah, but I I know that Penn State goes back and forth on it just because there's a five star behind Sean Clifford. But I know that Iowa wants to send Spencer Petrus <laughs> to the moon. I, yes. I mean, really, at least. Oh.
0: At, I firmly, I firmly believe he is the worst power five quarterback in the country, and he might be yeah. the worst quarterback in the country, and that's why, that's why I think anybody that plays Iowa uh, this season will have a chance to win, just because that offense is so bad. But uh, back to, back to Clifford. I mean, he seems to be having the best year of of his career to this point. Uh, yeah, completion completion percentage wise, protecting the football. Uh, I mean, only. There's there has there hasn't been many moments where I feel like in the past you have some moments like ah this is this is the the ups and downs of of Sean yeah. Clifford it feels like he's doing a better job limiting those and so a a Northwestern defensive line that has not done a good job getting pressure I think Sean Clifford's going to have a lot of time back there and I worry about this Northwestern second secondary that just has not been super uh, healthy, their ability to, to, to hold up in the pass game. But, yeah, I mean, I think that Northwestern, if they can block it up on offense, they can, they can put up some yards and maybe some points, but I have serious concerns on the flip side, the, this Northwestern defense's ability to hold up against this Penn State offense because especially when, when Penn State can run the ball, they turn into a different football team. In my opinion, I'm sure you, you can say the uh, same thing.
1: Well, that's just it. I mean, the offense has been completely different for a few reasons. Uh, Number one, Mike Yursich being here for a second year. Uh, If you didn't know this, Sean Clifford has not had a, a, an offensive coordinator go into year two until this year for the first time in his college career. Uh, so you finally have the consistency. You finally have a playbook you're familiar with. And I think that can go along with the offensive line and that the guys that you, you bring in, you recruit guys, or at least you're supposed to, there's some bad programs that don't do this. They just go after athletes and not necessarily guys that fit the system. Um Penn State is recruiting guys that fit Mike Yurcich's offense. That's why Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen are the guys that they wanted to make sure they got. And that's why they got two of them. They weren't finished at Singleton. Uh, They wanted to make sure they got a second guy as well because they want a one-two punch. Uh, If you remember Journey Brown and Noah Kane from 2019 when Penn State was in the Cotton Bowl, there was that home run, and then between the tackles, uh, capability from Journey Brown, who would get the big plays, and then Noah Kane, who would go right up the middle. Journey Brown retires because of a medical issue, and Noah Kane tears his ACL and then ends up transferring, as we've seen, but he lost a step. So you finally have that running game again to take the pressure off of Sean Clifford. And it also allows the play action to open things up. So you say the receiving part of it, uh, or at least the secondary versus the wide receivers. And that was going to be my second battle to highlight uh, just because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Carter, uh, Northwestern in terms of their secondary returned, uh, they didn't return anybody that forced a takeaway last year. Is that correct? Correct.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's that's true, and uh, Cam Mitchell has kind of been the the leader of that group, and I think he forced some the year before, but uh, yeah, it's it yeah. was an experienced group with the three starters coming back. They obviously lost a transfer to no, to Notre Dame, who is who is the, the the star player and was kind of the the next big Northwestern DB to get drafted after after Greg Newsom, but but. Now they're, they've had to put a lot on a guy like Cam Mitchell, and he's forced, he's forced a turnover or two mm-hmm. already this year. Uh, had a huge one in that uh, game against, against uh, Nebraska. But, yeah, it's, it was not a group that forced a ton of turnovers
1: coming back. And so that's where now people have been critical of the wide receivers because they haven't necessarily stepped up. And I've said the same thing too, uh, but they haven't had to, Uh, in the game that they played against Purdue, that was their best collective performance. And it's because it was a shootout. It went back and forth. There was a lot of passing, but the way that Penn state's handled Ohio and and made Auburn look like a Mac team, honestly. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I, you know, I, I like Zach over at locked on Auburn and and it was fun, you know, getting to know him and and going on it, doing the crossover with him. Uh, And I've only been a part of locked on for a few weeks here, but uh, Penn state embarrassed Auburn down at, at Jordan hair. And you, you still feel, I feel like a lot of Penn state fans are still focusing on that as opposed to until it gets to Michigan and, I know we're doing a crossover here, but not a lot of people around Penn State are taking Northwestern seriously because mm-hmm. of the, especially the game against a winless uh, Southern Illinois team. Uh, yeah. You know, you can kind of understand the Duke game to an extent. And I know it, it just feels like they haven't rec- uh, recovered since the Evan Hall fumble through the end zone uh, that mm-hmm. would have, that would have potentially tied the game. Uh, yeah, they and, they they feel like every big moment
0: uh, goes wrong and they struggle like it goes against them and they struggle to kind of get reset and battle through that adversity right now. I mean, you saw blocked punt last week, set up a short field for Miami, got points right before half uh, and allowed that Miami team to climb back in that game. In the right. first, well, I mean, they were in the game, but. To pull even and all of a sudden they go into half with a lot of belief and yeah it just feels like they and then you have two two turnovers you have two fumbles by your number one receiver in big spots and it's just like anything that can go wrong kind of is going wrong right now for this northwestern team and it just kind of spirals on them in in each game so far this year
1: and it's just it's rough that's why Vegas has Penn State as the four touchdown favorite because I I watched that Ireland game it was week zero who wasn't going to watch the uh, (laughs) Northwestern Nebraska game Big Ten football Uh, and any chance that Nebraska looks stupid uh, is is a win in my I'm rooting for whatever team can do that Um, but you a big bounce back win uh, against or at least bounce back in the second half type of when it come from behind win. And I thought that was going to say, I said, you know, Hey, well, you know what Northwestern uh, might have some legs here and, and not just be the bottom feeder of the big 10. Uh it just kind of—I I really don't know what happened, honestly. Southern Illinois and the Miami of Ohio's without uh, its starting quarterback and Brett Gabbert, uh, and and I thought Northwestern. I said, you know what, Northwestern will still win this game. Maybe they just got—you know—it it, it's a letdown moment since you lost a game you shouldn't have against Duke. So I can guess I can understand losing to the FCS school. Ah, uh, but Miami of Ohio—it just kind of confirmed uh, all doubt that Northwestern might end up at the bottom here, even though they're tied for first right now in the Big Ten West. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't know how this team
0: picks itself up after the way these last three weeks have gone. Um, I think they're better than the record says, but I mean, at 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 a certain extent, how much of the wind of the season is out of the sails and can't be be kind of put back into those sales because i mean it's big 10 the uh, rest of the way for them it's it's going to be pretty pretty brutal here in the schedule i mean they kind of got a bad draw by having that that nebraska game in dublin that's one of the mm-hmm. the home games for uh northwestern and i'm pretty positive unless i just drawn a blank on it ohio state's one of those home games so it's i mean that's not exactly who you want to draw for, for, for your home game if you're if you're Northwestern. It's a lot of the teams that they might be able to compete with. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're four, t- they're four touchdown uh, underdogs here. They uh, kind of draw a lot of them on the road, and I think that's just really unfortunate how their schedule kind of played out, and you combine that with three straight losses. It's going to be tough for this team to pick itself up off the mat.
1: Well, Carter, before we move any forward, uh, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, BetOnline.net. Your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, uh, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up to minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts, as you and I both know very well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And Bet online is 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 a great place to go. Uh, like like it says there in the in the ad, the go and get all the info you need. I mean, I it's where I go on my Friday shows. I make picks around the Big Ten and everything, and I that's my that's my number one source for it. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, let's make some picks here on this game score predictions what what we're going to be watching for those type of things I'll let you start out as the uh four touchdown favorite here
1: yes uh (laughs) and I mean at at Beaver Stadium uh this helps there might be some rain in there so that actually could at least help it uh stay within reason because I don't think Penn State's necessarily going to blow out Northwestern uh but the spread is a lot so uh, given that it's a big 10 matchup and Pat Fitzgerald could motivate me to run through a brick wall. Uh, I think this one will remain a- at least within the spread. I'm going to go, uh, Penn state 38 and go Northwestern 13. Uh, so it, co- I think that's a, that's a wow. 25 point deficit. By half a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, depending like on where it. you got it, because, yeah. um, if you got it at twenty five, uh, which is where it originally started, yeah, the uh, <laughs> where it opened. But if you get it now, you might want to have to do the buyback here in this case. And mm-hmm. I guess that uh, that would go under the fifty two and a half as well. Um, I think that Penn State uh, is also going to look a little head here, and, and it's just they they respect Northwestern. Don't get me wrong, but Penn State's the, the game this year for penn state is michigan because it's going to dictate the rest of the season and i think that the nittany lions can't help themselves especially with the bye week next week as well i don't know how much they're going to throw at northwestern here um given that it's a home game uh given that they've seen that northwestern has struggled a little bit with these uh mac opponents in the fcs uh, but that's my score prediction. Um, I, I just don't think Penn State's going to do anything exotic here as well, and that's why you saw the Fair. result against Central Michigan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's that's going to be part of what I guess I have baked into to my my answer here. Uh, I do think it'll be it'll be interesting for for Northwestern to. They said it after the the I think Fitz said it after the Southern Southern Illinois game, uh, and uh, he said they've been the hunted the last two weeks and they need to get back to being the hunter. Uh, well, they definitely aren't the, the, the hunted in this one being the enormous underdogs. Uh, I'm going to be watching to see how this offensive line holds up. I think they can hold up enough to, to let Northwestern move the ball. It's about converting in the red zone. Um, I have questions about that I have questions about the kicking game. Uh, their their kicker stage has has missed a few field goals already this year i I mean it's been a little spotty um but i i think that northwestern is definitely capable of keeping it within uh 25 and a half and like like you said i don't expect uh penn state to empty the uh clip here as far as creativity no Um, not with michigan
1: coming up no
0: yeah and so i mean I, I think it'll be like a 34-17 uh, type of game where okay. like maybe nor- Northwestern keeps it closer in the first half than people are expecting. Uh, but I think Penn State eventually the, the depth and talent will, will space it out enough where it's a, it's a pretty comfortable second-half victory for uh, Penn State. That's kind of where, where I would have it right now in my, in my head.
1: Well, I'm not surprised that uh, to go, I know this team's different from last year's squad, but Not enough people, I think, are taking advantage of what Illinois did uh, in the nine overtime game where they just played keep away. They went uh, seven, eight offensive linemen and just ran it at Penn State and made that defense stay on the field until they eventually broke because they still have, even though they go after the big turnover now and the big play, they're still at the heart of it because James Franklin's still leading this team as the bend, but don't break. And I think Northwestern and a lot of other big 10 teams are capable of that. I'm surprised Auburn didn't go with that route, but that's just poor coaching. Um, Pat Fitzgerald's a really good coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and Auburn's offensive line is also miserable to watch play football, which is, which is strange, which is strange to think about because the whole week leading up to it, the whole conversation was, well, Auburn's going to be good in the trenches and they're going to be tough to beat up front. And and Penn state uh, just, flat out beat them in every on almost every single play uh, on offense and defense in the trenches. But uh, I think Pat's, Pat Fitzgerald has the two running backs. I know Cam Porter's working his way back and everything. He, uh, he's he's looked pretty, pretty decently explosive
0: yeah. here. The, 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 last couple of weeks, I know his opportunities aren't anywhere near what Evan holes are, but uh, he, it's been encouraging coming off his season ending injury last year to see him, kind of start to get back and round into form. Uh, but yeah, with 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 all due due respect, that Illinois Penn State game last year, that was one of the grossest overtime games I've ever watched in my life. It and I'm like, just saying you, you, you like couldn't nobody wanted to score from two yards out and it was just yeah. I watched that whole thing and I was like, man, this is tough. This is
1: And I'm saying me, with
0: it made with me a, hate hate the, the the new overtime rule and the first time we ever saw yeah. it go into effect.
1: And I'm saying with Northwestern who really doesn't have a lot to lose in this situation coming into happy Valley, why not try to see it? Cause Rutgers tried it, but they obviously didn't have the talent to do it last year. Uh, but I think Northwestern can pull it off. And at least again, this Penn state team will be able to overcome that. If Northwestern were to do that, say, Hey, we're going to go our best, just our biggest offensive guys, extra tight ends and just run the football with Evan Hall and a little bit of cam porter and i think it would just frustrate penn state to a point where it would be a a two score game uh yeah i I don't know we'll see
0: oh yeah i mean we will we will definitely see it'll be be interesting to see how it plays out i just i'm starting to question if, if if northwestern can really pick itself up off the mat after three brutal losses what three straight losses by a combined i think it's 18 points uh, and it's just one score in every game. And I just at some point, I think that might the 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 kind of heartbreak there is going to catch up with this team. And there's I feel like they're going to be worn out. Uh, but, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to watch on Saturday. There's, one of us is going to be uh, happy and it's probably going to be you. Uh, it's probably not 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 very likely it's going to end up being me. I'm probably going to be doing another one of these uh, recap loss videos <laughs> that I've done the past three weeks.
1: Yeah, and obviously if our listeners and and viewers want more beyond this Northwestern-Penn State-Big Ten matchup, well, you're in luck because know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen after Locked On Northwestern and Locked On Nittany Lions. Locked On Big Ten. All right, well...
0: If you want to follow, uh,
1: if anybody wants to follow
0: me on social media, I'm Carter bird. You can follow me on Twitter and, and Instagram at carterbird 13. Zach, what, what, what about you? Where can, where can the people uh, catch up with you and interact with you and give you their uh, feedback on the show?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All, all information and everything that I'm doing is on Twitter. Uh, I keep it pretty simple. Uh, and the handles there at Zach underscore Seiko uh, and Everything you need to know from just me ranting and raving about what Penn State does wrong in the heat of the moment to, oh, you know, that wasn't so bad. Uh, kind of those reactions where you start to say, you know, what the heck was that to, you know, what? That was, uh, I'm, I put something pretty good here. So mm-hmm. I, I feel, I feel confident in this game. Uh, and I think the Vegas spread helps a little bit with that. But it's really about hopefully they don't overlook a Northwestern team again. When you play like you have nothing to lose, that's how you get an Illinois type of game, and hopefully Penn State remembers that.
0: Well, it'll be interesting. Northwestern at Penn State here on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern on ESPN. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch, and uh, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me on the uh, crossover, Zach. It's been fun, man.
1: Of course. I enjoyed our conversation start to finish here. Thanks, Carter.
0: Appreciate it.